0: Chapter 16 It was a dark and stormy night. Sorry, I've always wanted to write that. But it really was a dark and stormy night. Where is Jake? I asked as we all got together down the street from Chapman's house. Everyone else was there. Cassie and Marco were wearing raincoats, although it hadn't started raining yet. Tobias was overhead, trying to hold on to a branch in a tree while the wind tried to knock him off. Jake had to stay home. Marco said, something about his dad grounding him. Why would his dad ground him? How do I know? Marco said, sounding grouchy. You know what parents are. Don't ask me to explain them. I bit my lip. Somehow, I felt more nervous with Jake being absent. The crazy wind whistling through the branches wasn't helping my confidence either. I spotted Fluffer, Tobias said so all could hear. He's kind of torturing a little rat he's found. But at least it's not a shrew. Look, I'm not a big fan of shrews just because I sort of was one. I took a deep breath. Okay, look, we can't always count on all of us being together, I guess. So we go without Jake. I glanced at Cassie. She smiled blandly. Something was going on with her, but I didn't have time to find out what. I'll I'll scope out out the area, Tobias volunteered. He opened his wings a little and was immediately propelled out of the tree by the wind. I watched as he rode it expertly, swooping quickly up into the air beyond the range of my weak human eyes. After a while, we saw something shooting over our heads at about fifty miles an hour. All All clear. clear, Tobias called down as he shot past. I felt strange, a little nauseous, a little scared. Everything seemed strange tonight. The weird thing was, I knew I'd feel better as soon as I morphed. I concentrated. The first raindrop fell just as I felt my tail grow out behind me. By the time I had fallen to the ground, surrounded by the tent of my clothing, the rain had started for real. Oh, perfect, Marco said. This just gets more and more fun. At least you have a raincoat, I said. I have nothing but fur, and this rain makes it impossible to smell anything out here. Cassie squatted next to me. She's just a normal-sized girl, but when you're a ten-pound cat, any human being looks like Godzilla. Be careful, Rachel, Cassie said, and then she stroked my back. I started to move away, but she kept her hand on my back for a few seconds. Then, smiling mysteriously, she stood up. I found I soon lost interest in Cassie's expression. Cats really don't have much interest in humans at all, unless food is involved. I'm out of here, I said. I took off at a medium run. Cats don't like rain. I could feel the cat brain's distaste. I'd always thought cats hated all water. But that wasn't Fluffer's attitude. See, to him it was all about the smells and the sounds. Rain washes away scents. Without scents, a cat feels cut off and lost. Almost as bad as losing smells is the fact that rain plopping all around you makes it hard to listen for the important sounds, the tiny high-pitched squeaks and the little furtive screeching noises. Rain to cats is like being in the dark to human beings. It just makes the whole world kind of boring. So I ran toward the kitty door, actually looking forward to the friendly smells and sounds of home. At least, that's what Fluffer was thinking. I was still wondering why Jake hadn't come. And I was wondering if it was some kind of bad omen. There was a bad feeling over this whole mission. I knew my way around the Chapman home, both as a cat and as a human. And I was pretty sure I knew the routine. Last time Visser 3 had made contact right at eight o'clock. If Mr. Three communicated with Chapman at the same time every night, then I had arrived right on schedule. Chapman was sitting on the couch, same as last time, and, just as I'd hoped, at three minutes till eight, he stood up and headed down toward the basement. My whole plan was to go down there with him. I remembered the layout of the little secret room. I remembered the desk. I knew if I could somehow follow him down without him seeing me and then get under the desk, I would be invisible to him and to the visor three hologram. The problem was that the whole plan counted on Chapman not noticing me. He headed for the basement door. I fell into step right behind him. The trick was to stay just inches behind his feet. From there he couldn't see me. But I had to watch his feet closely. If he hesitated, I could plough right into him. That would be a very uncatlike thing to do. He walked. I kept pace perfectly, just behind. He headed down the stairs. I figured this part would be easier. When people walk downstairs, they usually look where they are going. They don't turn around and look behind them. But one sound, one clumsy move, and I was finished. We reached the bottom of the stairs. Suddenly Chapman stopped dead. I leaped behind the couch. He looked around like he'd heard a noise. Or maybe he just sensed something. I froze. I didn't move a muscle. He started on toward the door. I fell into step behind him again. So, what's happening? I nearly had a heart attack. My tail puffed up. My back fur went straight up. I almost bolted. Chapman stopped, and I nearly got entangled in his legs. His left foot moved. I dodged. He backed up a little. I squirmed out of the way. It's me, Jake. What's going on, Rachel? Jake? Chapman opened the door of the secret room. He stepped through. I was right between his monstrously big feet, if he happened to glance down. But he didn't. He didn't, and when he turned to shut the door behind him, I bolted for the desk. I jammed my body as far back in the dark corner as I could. I'd made it. Barely. I was alive. So far. Rachel, can you hear me? Jake, where are you? You scared me half to death! Are we okay? He sounded concerned me. I was just angry. What do you mean, are we okay? I yelled silently. Where are you? Well, I'm kind of on you. On me? Jake, this is not the time to be playing jokes. Chapman sat down at the desk, his feet pushed beneath the desk, just narrowly missing me as I once again dodged nimbly out of the way. Sorry, I can't exactly see. I kept my eyes focused on Chapman's feet. Cats have incredible powers of concentration. I focused hard on those big feet, each almost as big as I was. I had to stay out of their way. That was the key to staying alive. Jake, we're kind of in a situation here. In like ten words or less, where are you? In ten words or less, I morphed, Jake said. I'm a flea.